Presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Hey, Blue. We are the baseball umpires podcast for umpires by an umpire. We are more than just balls and strikes and outs and saves. Listen in for tips, rule interpretations, equipment and attire reviews, interviews with umpires of all levels, and some funny stories that might come up every time out on the baseball field. If you're new to the field as an umpire or a seasoned vet in the world of umpiring, then this is the podcast for you. Hey Blue, the Umpire Podcast is part of the 1420 Sports Bar group of podcasts on the Belly Up Network. All right, the Hey Blues Umpires podcast for umpires by an umpire for this August the 15th, 2023. Today's show is brought to you, as always, by Caldera Lab and calderalab.com. Use promo code 1420LAB to get 20% off their all-natural men's skincare products today. The best that there is on uh, on the shelves or not on the shelves or wherever it might you might uh, pick it up, but use promo code 1420LAB to get the 20% off the best in men's skincare today from Caldera Lab. And remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to bellyupsports.com to check out all the great articles and other podcasts, uh, including the 1420 podcasts that are on there uh, when you're on the road or before a game, whatever you might be going on uh, as the uh, umpire season, the baseball season is winding down for a lot of us. Uh, thanks for listening to the show, by the way, everybody. It's great, greatly appreciated for everybody who tunes in on a weekly basis. The show, it gets a lot of great feedback and uh, some negative stuff, some po- mostly positive stuff, but it's all it's all uh, something that can happen to, to grow the uh, the great art of umpiring. So it's uh, greatly appreciated when people do reach out. We've got some good news uh, later on at the end of the show that I'll bring up with you guys. But as you uh, sit around when the baseball season's over, and it, for a lot of us, it's coming to an end. Championship games are happening right now. There's championship seasons, uh, playoffs happening right now in a lot of leagues, and a lot of uh, things are just done. Summertime is is winding to, to an end. And if you aren't doing fall ball, which uh, I'm not sure I've really decided yet if I'm going to do it, uh, took, it's been a long year started last year I obviously just went right through with our clinics that we had I'm not really exactly sure how many fall ball games I'm going to do. I'm sure I'll, I'll get the fish hook out there somebody will put the lure out there and I'll get out there and do a few games but as you sit around and you, you think about the season and how it went whether it was success, a success or not and whether uh, it was all you uh, hoped it would be and all you thought it would be uh, and it's, it's 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 hard to stay um, I don't want to say it's hard to stay positive but sometimes the negative can throughout a season can can outweigh the positive a lot but when you sit back and it's all said and done most of the time most people can say you know things were things were pretty good yeah maybe I wish I had more games yeah maybe I wish I had less games 
you know, maybe I, I got a uh, an assignment that was great, and I, I ended up in a championship game for a tournament, or I ended up for the, as a UIC or whatever it might might be coming down. Or you might get a little upset that you maybe maybe didn't get the assignment that you wanted, and because uh, as playoffs get going and the assignments get thrown out there, and every you, you think maybe you were uh, you were the guy that kind of got overlooked up for for that, and it can be a little bit tough between the years sometimes as an umpire, and you, and you wanna you want to be part of those big games. You want to be out there when when the games matter. Not sometimes there's all games matter as an official don't get me wrong but there are days you're, you go out there on the field where you're like oh man this game isn't going to be very good and sometimes they just they they really aren't that's just the way it is whether the two teams aren't good whether one team's not good whether both uh, pitchers don't have it that day or whatever it might be the weather or whatever uh, we all have those nights where it's just not it's not what we want it to be but a lot of times the uh they, they kind of weigh each other out over the season and then the positive starts to outweigh the negative aspects of of being an umpire and being out there there's nights where you think we have I've said it here before there's nights nice thing oh geez i don't want to be out here but then once you get out there it's always a good time and you have some laughs and and it gets going pretty good um may, maybe there like during the season uh, as you're doing some reassessment assessment of what's going on on the baseball field sometimes you, you make some friends and you you make you work with some guys you haven't worked with before uh for, for those you tuned into the round table we had down a few weeks back at the uh in, in haver at the northwest regionals we sat around and there was there was some friends that i some acquaintances i made some friends i made some some people that i i hope to umpire with again in the very near future and then when we were leaving the um the field on the, uh, the the Tuesday, I think it was when when it was all said and done. Tim Bigliotti, he uh, he said this is the part that he hates the most. He says when you you, you work with some guys that you, you didn't know before and you have a good time and everything else, and then all of a sudden it's just over and you got to wait you got to wait uh, eight or nine months to do it all over again, and sometimes twelve months before you might see them. The way leagues are set up and the way travel and, and costs and everything else are set up. So when when Tim said that, when yeah, it's a very good point. You, you work with a lot of guys and then you don't see them. Like I know up here in Canada, there's guys that you don't see until the next baseball season starts and that's because it's, it's just a long year people got things going on and sometimes you do get a little bit sick of uh, seeing people a little bit because you do see the same guys over and over but in general you, you work with a bunch of guys that, that are really good and it's a lot of fun to um to to uh, work with again and you get in contact with them and now with the the power of the of the internet and the power of telephones everything else you can be in contact with these people i remember when i first got into stuff you you, you actually wouldn't hear from anybody uh, because who you, you didn't make you, you didn't make phone calls back then either it's one of those things but uh, it's one of those things nowadays you can be in contact with guys and with whatsapp and and on and on and on you you have you have your group things going on and facebook and when everything else is going on so it's nice to be able to to uh, look back and and you make some friends and you make some acquaintances, everything else that you can build upon, and they become become uh, friends for life. Even though you only worked maybe three or four games with a person over a weekend, but you you have that common bond, which is umpiring, and it's one of the things I really like about it. And, and it's it's a lot of fun. You look back, and that that's one of the, the great things about it is that you. Uh, you're out there and it takes a special breed to be an umpire uh, to, to go out there on a nightly basis where you're only with uh, two other guys or with one other person or maybe three other guys, depending what, how many guys you're working with, but you're, you, you make a special bond with these guys. And that's one of the good things that, that, that I can pull out of year in, year out of, of, of umpiring baseball is that's one of the things you, you make friends, you make acquaintances for, for life. And you can, you can always uh, count on those guys later on to uh, have a laugh with and throw a beer down with later on and, and, and laugh about some situations that, that might, that might come up. 
Uh, some of the things that uh, kind of get uh, you, you laugh about when you uh, like to, to do a, a season look back. One thing that I that personally I look back on over this season uh, in particular, I guess, is was the, uh, the development of some guys we had around Lethbridge, Alberta. Here, some guys that that advanced uh, to a, a district tournament, some guys that ended up in WCBL and, and, and the like, and they, they ended up in doing doing games and leagues that they hadn't done before. And that's one thing I take a little bit of pride in, and I know other guys in the Southern Alberta Umpire Association. They take some pride in that as well. And so you can go, you know what, we, we did our job in those clinics over the winter, uh, you know, getting out, out there on a Saturday morning and, and doing the same thing over and over on the rubber set, call it, and then making sure timing was right and stance was right and rule interpretations and things, how you can do and as much you can do when you're inside here in in, in, uh, in Canada in the wintertime. Well, I wish it was a little bit cooler today. It's, a, it's about 40 degrees, which is about 100 degrees Fahrenheit down in the States. It's been awfully warm here. But one of those things you can, you can look back on for me was – the development we had had of, of some uh, I, I don't want to say they're young because uh, they're they're not young guys anymore but they're they're new newish umpires and they they developed and they, and they got a little bit of a, a fire in their belly for the game and they quite liked it and they, they did a lot of games I work with these guys on a number of occasions I can say that they're good umpires do they still got to work on some stuff absolutely do I still got to work on some stuff absolutely but it was one of those things you could take a little bit of pride in and say you know what I, we did our job and we developed some guys that are, can can get to the to another level like it's not the next level but another level and another level and you know they, they can end up being in tournaments and doing different things and and uh, and have a lot more fun and you don't have to worry about some assignments there was like when we were talking down in uh, montana there about how many guys that we had in our association and uh, how many guys can do certain levels of baseball. And I said, like for our small area, I said, like, there's, there's probably 15 guys that we could throw out on a, on a American Legion A or American double A game that we could throw out no problem and, and not have a, a worry about that at all. The games will get done. They'll be officiated properly. Yes. There'll be some situations. There's no getting around that, but it was a, it, it was a refreshing feeling to, to, to hear, to say that out loud. And then when you hear other associations say, well, geez, I only got four or five guys. And then some guys have have none, right? So it's one of those things. You, you know, we did our job as officials, as umpires, as mentors to get out there and do that. Uh, another thing that I, I kind of take some pride in is something that I, I've been trying to uh, to push around here a little bit more. And I know they happen. There's there's there is the ugly side of baseball. It does it does go on no matter what. And we uh, we talked about it when I was down in Montana. There are a few weeks going on a round table. But the one thing I can I can say that I'm kind of proud of this year is that uh, yeah, I had a few a few um i don't want to say shouting matches but there was there was a few conversations that were had because they weren't even shouting matches there was some face-to-face some, some like brief discussions that happened but there was nothing ever close to uh to an ejection and that's one thing that i think you gotta you gotta look at as you get uh, a little bit older and uh you you, you want to get to that point in your career as, as an umpire to to stay away from that negative stuff yeah you're gonna have situations where you can't get rid of it but to, to, to for me it's one of the things i was proud about when i was having some self reflection of this season as i was packing my stuff up we'll talk about that in half a second too but it was very refreshing to think in my head that I was I was never ever close to throwing a guy out of a game. I never got that upset. No one was that upset with me. I'm sure we muttered some things under our breath between innings and uh, wanted to, to do different things. But uh, in the end, I think cooler heads need to prevail. You don't need to have that quick trigger, which does happen on, like I said, told you before on the Hey Blue podcast, where I've had a, a quick trigger before and I probably shouldn't, but I did. And then I, uh, I talk about it with with the young umpires all the time. Uh, but one of the things I can be proud of this year is that I, I didn't have any 
anything that was even remotely close? Was there a few uh, bark- barking sessions, me barking at a guy when he he questioned something? And when I say barking, it was just uh, louder talking is all it really was. And so you can do that. Like there was nothing uh, egregious. Was it because I had every call right? No. Was it because I, I was perfect? No. But it's just the way you handle your situations and how you're out there doing things. And if you uh, are putting in the work and you're putting in, in the effort to be out there on a on a minute to minute basis and trying your hardest to get things right, you can get yourself out of a lot of situations. And that's one thing I can kind of pride myself on. That's one thing we try to really, uh, really teach guys around here is that if you're in, in, in a good position, you won't get barked at because at least they know you're trying, right? So not throwing guys out is one thing that I can be most proud of. And on, on the backhand side, and I don't know if I, I don't know anybody like this, but there are guys that you hear about and you read about on on different uh, umpire mentor and umpire empire and things like that, where they they get a uh, a bit of a kick out of throwing guys out, and it's like their notches on a bed on the old uh, headboard. How many guys? How many guys they throw out of a baseball game? Or the the the, uh, the people who who might do it, the, the women who do this. Uh, who listen to the Hey Blue podcast? I shouldn't always just say guys, but you have people who get the uh, they get excited about how many ejections they got, and they they compare notes, and it's almost like a competition. And if you're doing that, if you're in it for to, to throw guys out of the uh, out of games, you're in it for all the wrong reasons, and you better uh, better check that ego at the door because maybe your partners don't want to be around you that much because it, it can be a bit nauseating when you're having guys. It's all they're they're there for is to throw guys out of baseball games, and uh, and they compare notes to, to to other guys. Yes, there are discussions. When, when there is an ejection, then they're usually kind of funny how it all works out, and you have a few laughs around around a around a bar table, around the dressing room, whatever it might be, and you, you talk about these things or you talk about the arguments that you have because that's part of the fun. Of, so it's actually more. It's actually the most fun about umpire lately is when you you get off the field and you can talk with guys about that and and, and spilling a beer or two and having those those uh, those conversations that you you, you laugh about. And uh, but to to go out to a game because it, it's it, it's never a good thing for guys to go looking for stuff and looking for trouble, and that's one thing I can kind of pride myself on is that, uh, yeah, I ignore, acknowledge, warn, eject, and that's how it's supposed to go. But you, you find yourself ignoring a lot more and just letting cooler heads prevail. Cause we were, we were laughing about that. Uh, how you, you're, 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 you get a little bit, uh, antsy a little bit when you're, when there's a situation, maybe you made a wrong call and you might know it and you got to make something up in your head and you don't want to flat out say that I blew the call and the guy gets to the coach or manager or player might get a little bit rambunctious with you, but you know, in your head that you made the mistake. So you probably shouldn't throw this guy out of a game. That's kind of how I, that's, that's how I think it should be. Other guys think differently, but when you got go between innings, you go out in the outfield and you, you stand there by yourself. You can usually take a breath and go, okay, I'm not going to throw that guy out. We're going to just get rid of it. Baseball will take care of itself. The game will take care of itself. The right team usually wins in a baseball game, unless you're the New York Yankees, whether they're the wrong teams, they lose every freaking game. But it's one of those things you can look back on over the year and how many ejections you had can be a, a direct, uh, how many ejections you can have? I don't want to say it's a direct uh, result; it's a direct ratio of, of how you how, how you work a game because that that could be untrue too. But I think if you uh, if you work a game properly, your ejection numbers will go down, and, and you're not going to have that. Do do people? Some people handle it differently. I just I just think that maybe there's times where you uh, the, the 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 trigger comes out really quick, and it and it doesn't uh, end up end up good for you on, on your season. Uh, there's times when you, you look at this season over, and we talked about earlier when I was doing the uh, little notes, what we're going to talk about tonight, but there's times in the season where you, you, you think you should get this game or that game. And maybe you should, you should get a, uh, you should get the, uh, the, uh, 
the championship game or the championship series or the uh, or a certain tournament or whatever it might be or a, a certain number of games in your area. And every, every umpire gets a little bit butthurt. They didn't get this game or that game and didn't get uh, certain things. The thing is, is that uh, with it, in umpiring and in life, uh, things aren't fair. Life's not fair. That's why most of us wear helmets and masks and everything else, right? So it's one of those things that life isn't fair. And sometimes you're going to bang your head against the wall when things go wrong. And the one piece of advice I can give you is that, yeah, you can bitch and piss and moan because we all we all find that we do that. that we, we find we didn't get certain assignments. We get a little bit butthurt about it. The biggest thing you got to remember is that there are for as long as uh, man's been around, there is a bit of a bias no matter what. There are there are favorites no matter what. There are situations that that come around that's out of your control. and You're not going to get certain certain assignments no matter what you do, no matter how hard you work. There is a pecking order no matter what. And, and that's and it, until until that those go away, you're not going to change that. So it's one thing you really got to look at is that when when it's it's they're not disregarding you when you don't get a certain game they're just have a, a certain person ahead of you on on their on their chart or on their list that just had they they the, the assigner or the um the the area rep or whoever it might be that getting games they might just say you know what that person he's just there he's been there forever and that's how it's going to be um or they have a certain pedigree and they have a certain resume that's just ahead of you and the only piece of advice i can give you with that is that you just have to maybe you have to work a little bit harder and you have to be not just uh, equal to that person anymore you have to be x amount of levels above that guy so other people will notice who you are and other people will say maybe it isn't jake winner's turn this time and if i have a jake winner's out there listening i'm just using that name you see my alias i got in trouble with uh authorities per se not the cost but authorities i would say my jake uh, my name was jake winners but uh, when there's guys who are just above you on the uh the pecking order of, of the of umpiring we call it an org chart or what might be sometimes you just got to work a little bit a, a lot of bit harder and you have to be x amount of levels above that guy so mo more people take notice of who you are and what you can what you can actually do to make sure that jake isn't getting that that assignment no matter what because it's just that's the way it's going to be and, and assigners get very uh comfortable with who they assign to a game on a weekly basis because or a nightly basis or or for a championship game whatever it might be because they feel comfortable with that guy and they know what they're going to get uh, are there times where some guys should, should be put to pasture 100 is there times where some guys shouldn't be in that because they only know somebody and they got in 100 but there are times that that you, a guy doesn't get the opportunity to get into those games and it, it kind of hurts umpires feelings a little bit to not get those chances and i get it i totally understand that there's times this season where i thought i should have had a game here a game and I didn't get it. It's like, oh, right, well, try again tomorrow and do something else, right? So we'll let you, you go to different levels and do different things. It's one of those. So you, you really got to just take a step back and go, okay, I didn't get this job. Here's what, what can I do to possibly get that assignment next year or, or to go, go to that tournament next year or get invited to whatever it might be. And so it's one of those things you really have to just take a, a self-assessment and go, okay, what didn't I do right? What could I have improved on myself over the year and how could I have done something? Was my positioning not good enough all season long? It was I evaluated enough. Did I ask my peers what, what I could have done better? Did, did, did I did I ask my mentors what I could have done better? Did I did I even take, take like now we have every game is on video or something? Did, did I ever watch a video of myself and not just admire a strike three call? Was I actually looking at the video and see, okay, was I in position enough? Was I hustling enough? Was I getting from A to B quick enough? Was I was I doing things properly? Was my timing right? And so the 
there are ways you can do self-assessment without actually even having to, touch, to, to try to uh, to talk to anybody. But the thing is, is that you have to, to to get to that next level. You have to work harder than that guy is in front of you, and that's the biggest thing. A lot of guys don't understand that. Yeah, you're you might be just as good as that guy is now, but he's still going to be above you because of some different experience that he has. And people just pick favorites, and that's and, and that's and that's just how life is. And you can't get away from that in life, whether your real job, umpiring with your wife sometimes it's one of those things right so it's just it, you have to really take a step back and not think that it, that it's uh you they're disregarding it's just they they hold these other people with, with a, a different esteem level right because eventually guys do do become worse they do become not as good as they once were but they still have that that level of of respect from the higher ups that isn't going away and it, it never will. They'll, they'll never be, they'll very rarely be put to pasture. I know I, I talked about it in one of the, the Hey Blue podcasts not that long ago, but it's one of those things you really just have to accept as an umpire that I just have to work a little bit harder next uh, during the off season, work on some things on my own and do that self-assessment when the season's over and make sure that I was doing things right. Simple things like having your, your, your equipment, uh, your shoes shine and your, and your, your uniform press and being on time. It's, it's those little things or, or, or the assignments that you're given, not saying no a bunch of times, um, be, being available all the time. Like th- that, those stuff, that, that stuff comes into effect when they, they decide who's doing the championship uh, series, the finals, the tournaments or whatever it, it may be. And so those things all come into effect when you're you're given an opportunity to uh, to work in certain leagues and certain games and certain divisions or wh- whatever it might be and and having that, that mental checklist or or, or a, a ch- an actual checklist okay what did i do right this year what did i do wrong did i just not go to a game or did, did, I, did I refuse a game because i just didn't want to because uh, that stuff comes into effect and when when you start saying no a lot they'll quit calling and they'll quit asking and that's one thing you really really got to look at instead of being butthurt at the at the end of it all that you didn't get a certain thing that's just how it is so there, there's there's certain things that an umpire can do to look after themselves because like I said before and I'll say it again here in this show uh, we're, we're uh, yeah you have your partner out there but we're, you're out there alone against uh, two teams and, and two sets of parents and whoever else might be out there so you have to look after yourself a lot and not finger point as much and we're all guilty of it 100 percent. But you can't finger point as much as, as you want to because at the end of the day, you're, you're responsible for yourself out there and your work ethic and things that, that you can improve on, that's that, that's on you and you alone. Uh, and there, there, there are ways that you can you can improve what your season is and how your season went. And the, the time starts now. Are, are, did, have you signed up for a, a clinic? Have you signed up for uh, something online? Have you t- reached out to some mentors? Have you reached out to the local um, the, the local college team who's going to start pitching right away? Uh, have you reached out to them to, to say, okay, Drew, in the winter can i look at some pitches can i uh, can i be, be a part of this and then reach out to your association on how you can help and help grow the game of umpiring uh, i don't care it's not a game it's an art it's an art form but uh, it's those things that you really got to look at when when the season's over uh, how you're put, doing it when you're putting your equipment away and you're you're smiling about all the positive things that happen because there there's always more positive negatives there there 100 is it's, it's those things that you got to think okay how, what, what what was good what was what was uh, what was really good, and how can I improve on, on the what was really good to make sure I I I, uh, I can have a better time next year, and how I can can help not only myself but um, umpires around uh, your area because that that's the biggest thing that I think we we still lack a little bit everywhere is recruiting retention and, and the like. But uh, it's it's something that you can you can do on your own and and help yourself out and watching all the videos that are up on YouTube. Watching like we got to get some more up there. I have a bunch I got to get up on on our YouTube channel and get that kind of spiked up again. But there are certain things that you can do to help yourself out and then and then having be, being 
being realistic with yourself is kind of the biggest thing about what you did this season to improve yourself on a nightly basis. Did did you take games that maybe you shouldn't have? Did did you put yourself in situations just to just to make a couple bucks? Should should you have been out of certain game? Maybe you shouldn't have been. I've told the story before. I probably shouldn't have done a game this year for the C and the CCBC season. It was the anniversary of the day after my dad passed away, and I wasn't really into it. And I didn't I didn't have a good game at all. So I was I didn't have a like yeah, I had a bad game, and and the coach asked me about it, and I, I flat out told him I, mean, I should have taken this game on this date and I apologize and I'll try harder tomorrow and it was good because I have a, a good work relationship with that coach but throughout the year you really have to do some positive assessments of yourself and don't don't be hard on yourself but don't lie to yourself either and, and think that you're that you're better than you really are because like I said on the promo for this show uh, earlier on this week I think it was on on Sunday I did it that so uh, we all have stuff we need to work on no matter what and how great we think we are there there's still things we can improve on major league guys got to improve on themselves NCAA guys got to improve on, on themselves little league guys or little league world series right now got to improve on themselves so it's one of those things you, you need to do and, and lastly when uh when the season's over like it is right now and you're putting your equipment away and, and you, you know the season's over or, or you know that uh, that's it for the year and I'm not doing any more fall ball, you might be getting into football or you might be getting into whatever else is out there for officiating and, and you're, you're done, you, you need to maybe do an assessment about how badly you want to do it next year and what levels you want to do do next year and, and what, what your plans are for the, the season coming ahead. Because if, if you're just, uh, if you're in a point where you're not going to be doing certain levels and certain games, you need to get a hold your association right now and let them know so they can make plans to fill your spot for next year or let them know you're going to take a, a step back and how many games you're going to do because now they got to go out and get another guy they should probably do be doing that anyways but they should go out and get we need to fill three spots because he he did 60 games last year so we need to get a guy here and a guy there and figure it out but you need to be honest with your with your assigners right now about what your plans are for the upcoming season and yeah you don't want to make a decision right now based on emotion because that's probably the worst time to to make a decision in life is based something based on emotion that's why you do read pause read react and or ignore acknowledge right because that's one of those things you don't want to do something based on based on emotion because it can end up being biting you in the ass a little bit and then they'll say well you said you, you quit or you said you didn't want to do games but it's one of those things that maybe let your assigner know that if you're taking a step back or you might be taking a different route next season is to let them know what your plans are like my plan next year i think i'm, I'm going to focus and this is I don't think this is a surprise to anybody around Southern Alberta, but I, I think next year I'm going to focus a lot more on American Legion stuff because I, I there's there's just more a uh, quicker room for advancement in my in my world. Uh, you can network a lot more. You can do different things like when you do WCBL games, you do one game a day, and you kind of get stuck traveling and everything else. And there's only so much so much you can do, and that's pretty much the highest level you can get to around here. But if, with you, when I do American Legion games, like I already did a Class A Northwest Regional this year, uh, the, the UIC for that so it's something i'm quite proud of but there's there's another level i'd like to get to and that's that's double a the double a uh regionals and state and all that kind of stuff and then maybe get to a world series at american legion and there's there's a quicker way for me to get there uh just with just with the way it all works right and it's one of those things that, I, that, that i'm probably going to let my assigners know that i'm going to not be doing a whole bunch of wcbl games it's a i, I love like i love the crowds and i love the excitement of it all and the and the, everything that go, goes with it but uh to to get to the, a different level i so something that I really want to get to and, and do it that way. Uh, but that's just something that's based on emotion right now. We'll see come February how I feel about it. But that, that's something I'm going to work on. I was also thinking of maybe uh, working on getting into a Little League World Series or something like that, like whether it's a junior or a senior division or whatever it might be in one day, getting to Williamsport. But 
the thing is, is when you're when you're doing all these other leagues and you can't focus on that kind of stuff, you don't get to, to try other things. So it's one of those things to do some self-assessment with yourself and what you want to do for the, the upcoming season ahead. Have a have a conversation with your significant significant other because they, they they need to know what your plan is too. Because a lot of times umpires we keep for ourselves because our, our wives and, and uh, husbands, whatever else, they, they, they don't want to hear about our trials and tribulations on the field anymore. And then when we want to talk about something about umpiring, that, that includes them, that, that they uh, they kind of get like, what you want to talk about this all of a sudden and they usually don't want to talk about it but so it's one of those things you need to, to let yourself know positive self-assessment how it all went how your season went what you what you did right what you did wrong positioning you could work on were you proud of yourself or were you not happy with yourself and things you got to work on for the upcoming year and if you want to pack it in completely let just let people know you got to pack it in because sometimes it just comes to an end too right and you lose that passion and as umpires i think we really owe it to the kids the parents and the coaches at no matter what level you do is to go out there and do the best job possible and not mail it in ever because like once I once again we're the only ones getting paid so you need to, to let them know uh, like when you go out there you need to do the best you can possibly do on a nightly basis because they, they deserve they deserve the best they deserve 100 percent or and or more and whatever you can give and uh, if you can look look yourself in the mirror and say you did that throughout the season I commend you 100 percent because it's uh, very important for us as umpires to uh, take care of stuff we can control because yeah if, if we do that kind of stuff that we can control there's a better chance that we won't get yelled at and we won't get screamed at and the uh, all the horrific stories that you hear all, online won't happen right so uh, very rarely does a guy get uh, barked at for for a, a really good call right it's one of those things when it's a, a really bad call that's when bad things happen i'm not giving coaches and parents and players carte blanche to come out and screaming and yelling whenever they think something's a bad call but uh you know, there's there's good calls and bad calls and really bad calls, but every bad call to that kid who got called out is a really bad call, right? It's one of those things when it affects them. So just make sure when you when you you're, you're putting your stuff away and you're wrapping things up for the year, as like I said, as most of us are doing right now, is to have that that honest talk with yourself about how your season went, what you need to do to improve yourself, how you can improve yourself, what network you networking you can do to help out umpires not only in your area but in surrounding areas to get things going and have that that deal and, and give it your all if you have extra time is to give that extra time to uh, to help out the fine art of umpires we we need it we we definitely need, need to have a situation where we can now uh, reach out to umpires more i i haven't met an umpire who's serious about it, not want to help out and, and, and do things to make things a little bit better. We're trying to reach out to different areas too, to include them. So it's going to be one of those things that we, uh, we're trying to grow the, uh, the art of it. There's a couple of kids I have in mind around here who played, who uh, aged out of uh, college baseball. I want to get them into uh, the, the blue shirt or the, the black shirt and the gray pants and they get out there helping us out. Maybe they'll, they'll inherit the plus pause umpire shoes. I wouldn't wish those things on anybody. Those things are bloody heavy. It's like they may be going to the uh, Southern Alberta baseball hall of fame right away. Those things are, uh, I think they're going to be put to pasture pretty quick. The old plus pause shoes from 1997 in Kissimmee, Florida, the Jim Evans umpire schools where I bought those things. But no, it's, it was a lot. I had, I had a fun season. I had a lot of, a lot of good laughs, met some great people, had some good times on the baseball field. Uh, a lot more, a lot more positive negatives. Like I, it's a 8.9 out of 10 uh, is what I can rate this season. It was a lot of fun. I uh, met, met some great people, had some great conversations, had some laughs with players, coaches, and parents alike. And that's one thing that uh, I take, 
Friday in every year with my just for myself because I'm not having fun. What's the point of doing it if it's just it becomes a a job or if it becomes a uh, a hassle? Maybe it's time to to put it away and call it good. I mean, the, the biggest loss I had this year is I lost a couple indicators. Indi clickers, I call them now. A couple of indicators, but a couple of indi clickers. I don't know where they went. There's one in Brooks somewhere or whatever. It doesn't much matter. So if that's the, the most negative thing that I had happen to me this season. That's a that's a pretty good season in my books. But anyways, there's my uh, little talk for the day on uh, on umpire and self evaluation when the season comes to an end. Uh, let me know your thoughts, how your season went. Uh, just get a hold of us at 1420sports at gmail.com. Drop us a line at, on my Facebook on our Facebook page or uh, at 1420sports at Twitter and all that other stuff. You'll 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 know how to go get a hold of me. Uh, we'll have this uh, show up on uh, YouTube later on, so make sure you watch that later on. But anyways, here is a little word from our friends at Caldera Lab, the sponsor of the uh, Hey Blue podcast. Uh, summer is he heating up, folks, as we know here around Southern Alberta. It's a scorcher, and as the sun shines brighter, your skin deserves the utmost attention. Fortunately, our friends at Caldera Lab are here to ensure your skin is well prepared for the season ahead. Ever since I incorporated Caldera Lab into my routine, taking care of my skin has never been simpler. Their products are clinically proven and help visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Confidence and an impeccable first impression are all yours with Caldera Lab this summer. Don't miss out on joining the skincare revolution. Trusted by countless men, use promo code 1420LAB at calderalab.com to enjoy an exclusive 20% off their finest products. Caldera Lab creates a high-performance skincare product, and the regimen leads off their product lineup a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Inside the bundle, you'll find the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. Caldera Lab is made with top-tier ingredients as an addition to your daily routine taking less than a minute morning and night and it helps reduce wrinkles fine lines and signs of aging and takes away those uh, problem lines you get from the being out in the sun all day enjoy being the butt of everyone jokes the field this summer and take the leap to skin royalty with caldera lab uh get 20 percent off like i said with promo code 1420 lab uh at calderalab.com the link will be up in the show's notes so make sure you take advantage of that and uh it uh, helps support the 1420 Sports Bar podcast and the Hey Blue podcast as well. So make sure you guys go to Caldera Lab and take care of your skin. Uh, anyways, the one thing I want to talk about, a couple more things I want to talk about before we, uh, before we call it a night here at the Hey Blue podcast. Uh, as you go through your bag when you're wrapping her up and you're getting things out and you're taking things out and all that, sunflower seed bags and and then get inside your bag and you're, you're getting everything else and equipment or shirts or pants or jersey, whatever you, you got going on jackets uh, and stuff that you're going to be replacing. Make sure you take your, um, your old stuff, either give it to a, uh, give it, don't ask for any money, give it to either your uh, association, your umpire association, or give it to uh, the little league association or you, whatever, whatever associations out there for youth baseball, uh, umpire kids that they shouldn't have to pay for that stuff. Getting them in it, getting started is expensive. And if we can give kids stuff to look the part, it helps us recruit those guys a lot. So make sure that they're getting the opportunity to look like an umpire, look professional out there. So when you're getting rid of your stuff, make sure you are, you're, it's going to the right place, not just hanging in your closet for a have a thousand shirts that you're never going to wear again get them out there get them to the kids get equipment to the kids like i have an old throat guard that i never use um I'm going to give it to the League Association so they have some other stuff. There's other things I want to give to them too as I was going through my bag. So make sure we're we're supplying these kids with with the proper equipment to uh, get going and do it now so you don't 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 uh, it doesn't sit 
downstairs in your basement over the winter, and then it's just another thing in your in your bag. Do it now, so then they have an inventory of what they need to replenish their their stock because stuff goes missing, and they they can budget for things. So make sure when you go through your bag, shirts, jackets, pants, equipment, shoes, whatever it might be, make sure it goes to kids. Uh, and uh, second to lastly, uh, is there something you guys do on the field that uh, and off the field that people find a little bit weird and, and kind of get a joke of? Uh, there, when I was listening, was we were down in the states there, down in Haver, Montana, for the uh, that, that regional tournament. Uh, something that I, I I didn't know that I did. And I I had no idea, but Deanne she picked up on it that I did it, but she didn't let me know because she figured that I did it. But uh, Tim Bigliotti, uh, he's quite the joker out in the field, and he uh, he pointed. I didn't know what was going on, but he started uh, clapping his hands and then giving the hand signals for rotation or slide or whatever it might have been. He would clap his hands and then we we do the signal. I was like, all right, whatever. And then I noticed that he was making fun of me because I I always did that. And I, I had no idea that I did do it. So in the uh, final game of that tournament, uh, the uh, the four of us were out there. We look we look like the. Uh, the, uh, the the four seasons out there, I guess you could say, clapping our hands and doing our hand signals and whatever it might be. And so uh, let me know if you do something goofy out in the field that's uh, your thing. But uh, it's not, I mean, it's not goofy. It's just one of those things that, that I do prior to a hand signal. I, I didn't know I did it. I guess it's one of those nervous twitch things, but it was a, a lot of laughs to get that from Tim. And he uh, he made that uh, quite quite uh, prevalent in the, uh, our last game of the uh, of the tournament down there. And uh, one thing I, I, I've been doing for years, I don't know how many people other people do this, but I, uh, I take a baseball for every game that I do. I used to write down what game it was. Uh, there's hundreds of them down here. I'm just over over the computer here. Uh, I want to know something. That, like, Let me know something you guys might do before or after every game or something that might be goofy or a little tradition that you have. Do you, do you keep your lineup cards? Do you, do you keep old jerseys or hats or whatever it might be? Do you keep baseballs like I do? Or is there something that you do every game uh, that, uh, that you're quite proud of and uh, maybe nobody else does? So let me know. Get a hold of me at the, on the Hey Blue podcast, uh, wherever it is. And make sure you guys listen to Hey Blue podcast and our other podcast as well. Uh, go back and we, we got them everywhere. I posted on the on Empire Empire now and it's everywhere. So if you're listening now, let other guys know about the show because we uh, really appreciate all the support you give us. Anyways, that's it for the Hey Blue podcast, uh, umpires podcast uh, for umpires by an umpire. Yeah, like I said, this will be up on YouTube later on if you want to see my smiling face. And then uh, we'll get this thing, uh, the Silver Umpire Association uh, YouTube page and all that. We'll get that rolling again because I, I think I just lost the password. I can't, couldn't renew it, but it's one of those things. Also, uh, go to uh, the merchandise page. It will be up in the show's notes as well. Uh, get something. They got all kinds of stuff there on our on our merch page that also helps support the hey blue podcast and the 1420 sports bar podcast as well anyways that was a fun show got one out here in uh, 20 36 minutes whatever it's been make sure you support all our sponsors but make sure you guys go out there talk to your signers talk to everybody about about the uh about what you got planned for next year be honest with them they'll be honest with you and if there's something you need to work on make sure you work on it be and it's it's not a we don't get an off season anymore right so it's, there's always things we can improve on watch old videos of yourself there's always some Somewhere, some way to do it. There's always a way to get get yourself better. Anyways, that's it for tonight, folks. And remember, one call is good, two calls are bad. Have a good night, folks. We'll talk to you again uh, next week.
just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.